0: The Sean Watson is officially a member of the Cleveland Browns, and Juju Smith-Schuster goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. What does that mean for both of their dynasty values? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majik. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I am joined by my fantastic co host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit us up on YouTube, because we're keeping you primed for that next Dynasty Championship. Marcus, we got lots more news to cover. We keep wanting to dive into these rookie profiles, but... I mean, free agency is just not, not letting us get to work. They no, no, These no, veterans need some more attention and love before we it, can move on to the rookies.
0: And we had a wild Friday afternoon with just crazy news, trades, and everything. So we probably should start with the, the biggest news of the, the week. And that's James Washington going to my Cowboys. No, we
1: talk about that. <laughs> I well, mean, I that great signing by the Cowboys, yeah, by thank the way. You, thank you. I, we, we finally I, made I one, our it. first signing. Uh, No, we're going to talk about Deshaun
0: Watson officially being traded to the Cleveland Browns. It's three first-round picks uh, and some other picks down the road. But uh, I know we can get into all the should the Browns have made this trade, should the NFL even allowed it to happen. But let's talk strictly about the player and the fit here, okay? Because I think that's what our listeners want. How do we value Deshaun Watson going forward?
1: I think the really interesting thing about uh, Deshaun Watson, specifically to the Browns, is that, I mean, this has been a team that's been identified by the run specifically Mm -hmm. for the last several years. So we're going to see a really big shift in this offense, I think, as they gear more towards uh, focusing more heavily on their quarterback in the past. So, I mean, the ramifications here are far and wide uh including i think big ramifications for their run game as well now obviously deshaun watson has been one of the top performing quarterbacks in fantasy football it broke out didn't even necessarily always have these these weapons available to him in houston Mm -hmm. uh didn't always have like a, a huge um you know, huge group of weapons. But what do you think about the fact that this team just released Jarvis Landry? Now they have Amari Cooper, who's new to the team as well. Um, it's it's just kind of an interesting position for them because they are top heavy at running back. And I, I still think they need to make uh, another move at wide receiver to really get all of the pieces into place for Deshaun Watson.
0: Yeah. And I think they will, right? I mean, they do have Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones. And they're going to be a multiple tight end set offense, right? With David Njoku and Harrison Bryant. And they'll bring in somebody else. And they've got two running backs that can both be used out of the backfield, you know, as receivers. They're going to bring in somebody else. I already saw the report today that Will Fuller has a lot of interest in the Browns and so do the Browns. So uh, we kind of talked about him maybe going to Atlanta on Friday. Uh, that was with the idea that Watson would follow. Uh, I think he'll probably end up in Cleveland. But, Kay, I think I keep coming back to Watson, during his last three years in Houston, averaged over 300 total yards per game. Uh, in his last season, he had you know 36 touchdowns. Um, this is by far the best offensive line that he's played behind. By far. I mean, we remember those offensive lines in Houston just being a train wreck, and now he goes to – I don't know if you want to call him top three offensive line in the league at worst. Right. Yeah. That should help his efficiency. Right. And even if the playmakers aren't as good as they were maybe earlier in Watson's career, when he had Deandre Hopkins and, and Will Fuller, I think the, the offensive line is going to make up for it.
1: I definitely think the offensive line uh, puts him in an interesting spot. Obviously, we've seen a lot of production from Deshaun Watson come from his legs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of curious to see how a suitable offensive line is going to affect his rushing ability, or not not ability, but um, maybe how much of that production we get out of scrambling. Do we lose some of that? You might uh, a little bit, right? It, because they you might not have to as much. And uh, you know, with that, like you said, increased efficiency, hopefully. Um, but Deshaun Watson, uh, his last season on the field was a uh, the quarterback five on the season mm-hmm. in 2020. Never had a single performance where he finished outside the top 24 uh, in quarterbacks. Just mm-hmm. averaged 26.4 PPR points per game. Um, just a very, very yep. safe, safe floor, very high ceiling. Now we have to presume that he is going to be in for a suspension, just as the Browns are clearly f- presuming yep. with the way that they've structured his contract. How do you factor in the suspension when you were looking at his dynasty value? I,
0: I just get the sense that the Browns know it's probably a short term thing. I've seen people on Twitter think think it's going to be a 10 to season long suspension. I, I don't see that. Okay. I think, I think six games is probably where I would put the over-under, right? And in a dynasty league, I don't know if that really changes his value all that much, right? We, we've we got an extra game on the end of the season now. He's only 26 years old. If you have Deshaun Watson on your team, you're not necessarily concerned about the first six weeks anyways because you could stream quarterbacks or you can play somebody else for your bench. It's just I don't know that it changes any value for me at all.
1: Uh, So, I mean, obviously, with all of the question marks, if you've been performing or, you know, taking place in uh, a dynasty startup draft, you probably have, you know, gotten Deshaun Watson if you're drafting him at a at a very low cost. Where does um, sort of the, the settling of the dust put Deshaun Watson? Is he once again a top five dynasty quarterback?
0: Probably not but that doesn't mean that his skill or, you know, and production wouldn't match that. Right. I think there's always going to be a little bit of hesitancy to rank him that high just because of the unknown. Right. And there's maybe a potential for another lawsuit down the road or another suspension or, or whatever. So I think, I think he's just riskier than some of the quarterbacks that are in the same tier that he is. For example, Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. I mean, Watson is as good or if not better than those guys, but I would have a hard time ranking Watson ahead of them. So I'm thinking eight, nine, right? Like let's go over this. Trevor Lawrence is currently quarterbacks eight on dynasty league football. Would you take Watson or Lawrence?
1: Uh, Grossly. I think I'd take Watson.
0: What about trade Lance or Watson?
1: Oh, um, probably Watson. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I probably agree there. Russell Wilson or Watson?
1: Watson. So I'm guessing that puts him right around quarterback seven.
0: Yeah, it's quarterback seven, quarterback eight, just depending on the the site you use or whatever. But that feels about right. Um, the other question I had for you before we move on is, how do you like the fit with Amari Cooper? Do you think this improves Cooper's value? Is it an upgrade over Dak Prescott in terms of, you know, being able to get in the ball? What do you think?
1: I think this is a pretty like lateral move. Um, I'm not, I I don't think Deshaun Watson really moves the needle. I think they're both similarly tiered uh, passers uh, in terms of their skill set. I I, I don't really think this changes much at all for Deshaun Watson. We know he's capable of uh, producing a top tier receiver. I think Amari Cooper is a top tier receiver on his own. I think this is a great fit. Um, and I I'm, I have no concerns. But for me, it doesn't really move the needle at all because yeah. Dak Prescott's just a good quarterback. Yeah.
0: And actually, I think Dak's skill set matches up more with Amari anyways because Dak is more of a rhythm in timing passer where Watson's a little bit more of freestyle and can create bigger plays down the field and is a, more athletic, um, which is interesting in Kevin Stefanski's offense, which everything is such a, you know, the reads are you know ahead of time you it's if it's not open you run uh curious to see how you fits just before we move on amari cooper currently wide receiver 27 on dynasty league football does that feel right too low okay well, let's let's run through some names so chase claypool wide receiver 26
1: Give could be amari
0: keenan allen wide receiver 25 could be amari britain Ayuk, wide receiver 24 give me amari michael Pittman, wide receiver 23 give me amari okay we're gonna keep going rashad bateman wide receiver 22 give me amari oh man we go out <laughs> and for amari is what kate's telling you elijah moore wide receiver 21
1: Oh, I do love some Elijah Moore. Like Elijah uh, maybe Moore. that's where we, maybe that's where we cut the, cut the cord here. But it, it looks like at least
0: one more tier up is where you should be valuing him. So if you want to go out and get Amari Cooper right now, it's probably not all that expensive to do so. Is what Kate's trying to tell you.
1: Yeah. I I just think the ceiling for a guy like Amari Cooper too high. We didn't really necessarily see that ceiling in 2021, but I'm, uh it, you know i am very confident that he's he's going to be elite i'm i'm ready all
0: right let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about built bar it's that time of year again everybody's given up on their new year's resolutions but not us we are sticking to ours to eat right thank you to thanks to built bar uh built bars are just so good they're the best tasting protein bar on the market right now Most built Bars only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which is usually 240, 270 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Plus, they've got so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month (laughs) is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and they've got new flavors coming out all the time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about somebody who is near and dear to your heart. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod. No, Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster signs with the Chiefs. It was rumored to happen last year. Uh, I think the Chiefs offered him one year, $8 million. He goes back, back to Pittsburgh, has a rough year. Now he is officially in Kansas City on a one-year, $3.75 million deal with some incentives. Uh, what do you think about that landing spot for Juju?
1: Terrible. Absolutely. I'm, I'm uh, not, not at all happy uh, for what this means for his fantasy production. Juju functions very well when he gets targets uh, and has a nice target share we just haven't seen there be enough room, despite the fact that you have the best quarterback in the NFL. We just have not seen uh, this translate to a productive tight end, a productive wide receiver one and a productive wide receiver two. Um, I I hate this move. I don't Mm -hmm. think uh, this, this was a, a fantastic, I think this is a great move for the chiefs. Let's be clear. But The fit for fantasy, um, I I think we just exponentially lowered Juju's ceiling, which we saw his ceiling uh, is quite high in his first two seasons in the NFL. Uh, If you want to say, you know, when he's working opposite a true wide receiver one, that's great. He gets Tyreek Hill, but I just don't think there's enough room in this locker room for a productive wide receiver three on a consistent basis
0: i'm a little bit worried about the the injury history i I know the shoulder's not a big deal but wasn't there rumors last year that one of the reasons that teams were scared off was because of a knee issue i know he hurt his knee in 2019 and then he hurt it again in 2020 do you think that could be one of the reasons why the market was pretty cool on juju
1: I'm I'm honestly kind of flabbergasted. Uh, I like I'm maybe this is just me uh, being very very much uh, favored towards Juju Smith Schuster. Maybe I'm just uh, a, a goof like that, and maybe I'm just obsessed with Juju Smith Schuster. But I I I I don't get it. Um, and somebody's gonna have to explain it to me because I I see uh, a. Absolute baller when you look at Juju Smith-Schuster, the fact that he came back from what was supposed to be a shoulder season or uh, season-ending shoulder injury to play in the playoffs to help try to make get your team in a winning position. I just think he's a good football player. I think he's a great teammate. Um, But from the football side of things, all right, like looking back um, over the last three seasons, you have. Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill. Yep. Um, yep. Outside of Tyree Kill, we have no wide receiver that has cracked uh, 100 targets. Uh, the closest we got was Sammy Watkins back in 2019, had 90 targets on the year. Um, and uh, that was with, you know, Tyree Kill, uh, what, he missed, I think, five games that season. Um, so it took Tyree Kill missing five games to even get Sammy Watkins to the ninety targets that he saw in the season
0: um I I I don't don't know I I think what's hard about Juju is we've seen a steady decline in his yards per reception in five straight years right 2017 was 15.8 2018 it was 12.8 and by this year over the last two years in fact 8.6 now
1: conversely that that pairs up pretty well with you know the the average depth the target that we saw from Ben Roethlisberger as well. Yeah, and as I so- say that
0: it's I think that's a lot of a quarterback stat. Um, so I think there's a chance in Kansas City that we see him jump back up to 12 yards per reception, right? And he's just this really reliable middle of the field target. But I don't see him catching more than 60 65 passes. So is a 65 you know reception guy for 800 yards and six touchdowns super valuable in Dynasty? Probably not, especially when you're considering somebody who has the injury history of Juju with four concussions on record, plus the, the shoulder surgery from last year, plus multiple knee injuries, multiple feet inju- or foot injuries. I, I, I love Juju. I th- I love this for the Chiefs. I think it makes them a better football team. I don't like it for his fantasy value.
1: I hate it for the fantasy value. The good thing is uh, it's a one-year deal. So if he comes out, he has a good season. There should be room on the market for him in terms of, of finding a team where he can have a larger role. Are you willing to buy Juju Smith-Schuster and kind of toss 2022 out the window and in hopes that he might get a better opportunity in the future?
0: No, because I, I think there's receivers in the same tier that he's in with much more upside, and we, we can go over it right now. On Dynasty League football, he's currently wide receiver 36, and that is quite the fall considering I believe after the 2017 season he was like wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Uh, yeah, wide receiver 36 right now. Just a couple guys that are directly behind him. Christian Kirk. I would rather have Christian Kirk than Juju. I just would.
1: I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, given the, the investment that the team – Made in him, whether or not we think that was the right move uh we, that remains to be seen. But uh, I, I think that's probably right about fair.
0: Kadarius, Tony, wide receiver 37. I, I, I'd rather have Tony. Ooh, that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I- I'm just gonna read you the names behind Juju, and I I would take almost all of these guys: Kadarius Tony, Christian Kirk, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, Michael Gallup, Rondale Moore, Odell Beckham, and Hunter
1: Renfro. Um, I think I'd roll with all of those, maybe except for uh Hunter Renfro.
0: You're such a Hunter Renfro hater. It's all right.
1: I'm not, uh, but <laughs> it's it's the same the same he's the uh, guy that's going to
0: lose out in Las Vegas. He uh, for all Ooh. the targets, he's the one that's going to lose out. But but at the same time, I think his numbers are going to be very similar to Juju. They're basically operating in the same role, right? In, in Las Vegas, you got the alpha number one in Adams, you get the big star tight end in, in Darren Waller. It's basically the same situation.
1: I mean, I I definitely think they uh yeah, I, I think they're they're comparable. Um, on that note, I I just prefer Juju. I think we saw, uh, we have a better sample size of yeah, yeah. Juju's ceiling as opposed to Hunter Renfro, who, I, I mean, he's been there. He just hasn't necessarily seen the target share until there was a necessity for him to see the target share. Right. I'll, I'll take Juju, but that's, it's not a knock on Hunter Renfro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's all right. Uh, all right one more quick break to tell you guys about bet online it is that time of year again as college basketball tournaments are finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, the last thing that we need to talk about today, Kate, is Robert Woods going to the Titans. So let's, let's lay out what happened. The Titans released Julio Jones earlier this week, or excuse me, earlier last week because he is hashtag washed. Uh, the Rams signed Allen Robinson to a three-year deal, and that opened up Robert Woods to leave, who had a sixteen million dollars contract, fully guaranteed. Uh, he was traded to the Titans. They gave up a 6 round pick. Do you like this fit of Robert Woods to the Titans?
1: I absolutely do, uh, and I like I, I like this for a couple of reasons. Um, I, I think there's enough room uh, if we see some some sort of bounce back in this. Passing game, We saw a lot of inconsistency last year between the injuries to Julio Jones, the injuries to AJ Brown. I, I think it was very hard to get a consistent passing attack together last year. Yeah. Um, Robert Woods, obviously he's coming off the torn ACL, but I think the reason that I, I like this fit so much is that if there is some, some of this, um, you know, maybe like a little lapse in terms of his recovery time, if we do see him get off to a slow start. He's not being asked to be the true wide receiver one. This team already has AJ Brown, who we know can, can hold that lift. Uh, But when he's ready, I think being opposite a guy like AJ Brown is um, just fantastic for the run game. It's fantastic for Ryan Tannehill. I think this is just a, a very solid get by the Tennessee Titans and we know even if the passing volume's not there that they can function on efficiency. So this could be a good move for Robert Woods too.
0: It just feels like in terms of like a football fit, this makes way more sense than Julio Jones, right? Like Mike Frabel wants guys that are smart and do things that practice every week and just do the little things really well. And while Julio is, you know, had a much better career than Robert Woods, His game was based off of athleticism and making guys miss and just being bigger and faster than everybody. And now that his body has started to break down, he just really can't do that. Where I think Woods, listen, if Woods gets four targets in a game, he could catch all four for 60 yards and a touchdown, and he's going to contribute as a blocker. He can play on the slot. He can play on the outside. I just think it fits the way that they want to build their team. From a fantasy standpoint, it it reminds me a little bit of his days in buffalo where he might get only 85 targets in a season but he could catch a high number of those and he might be their preferred option in the red zone so i don't hate it i don't hate it
1: yeah and i, I mean i think obviously two different offenses um in terms of the the rams versus the titans but uh, you know robert woods he wasn't the the wide receiver one for his team there either Obviously, again, you have to take into account this this decrease in passing volume. But overall, Robert Woods has been a pretty safe fantasy asset over the last three seasons, averaging 15 PPR points per game. Um, I mean, that's 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 nice.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, we'll see how healthy he is. He might not be ready for week one, but that's okay. Uh, he's currently in Dynasty League Football wide receiver 48. It feels low. that feels He's low. Gonna be, he'll, he'll outperform that. Uh, just a couple other things, Kate, I wanted your opinion on really quickly. We don't have to spend a lot of time, but Gerald Everett to the, to the chargers on a two year, $12 million deal. Do you like that fit?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, again, it, I was really hoping that they'd get one of these really young athletic uh, tight ends on their second contract, maybe an OJ Howard, but I mean, Gerald Everett, he gets the job done. I don't think there's going to be enough room for him to necessarily get that consistent target share. Um, but you know, this is this is fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, last week or last season, second half of the year, um, he, he performed pretty pretty darn well um, in the second half of the season. I think. Uh, let's see, five oh. top 12 weeks in that span uh, yep. to close out the year. Not not too shabby.
0: Not too shabby at all. Um, he'll be better than Jared Cook. I, I can't believe the Chargers rolled out Jared Cook last year and how bad he was. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, and then we've got uh, Rashad Penny back to the Seahawks. Uh, I, I mean, I think all of us thought that was coming, but – it's a good news for fantasy value. It's a great fit for this year. It's only a one-year deal, but Rashad Penny back to
1: being potentially a first-round pick in redraft leagues this year. Potentially, I I think that's reaching, and this is coming from somebody who loves 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 Rashad Penny. But we still have the question mark of Chris Carson. Is he healthy? Yeah. Is he going to be able to play? Uh, If you eliminate Chris Carson from the conversation, either via trade or if he's released uh, with an injury designation, um, depending on just where he's at, I don't know. Um, But you eliminate him from the conversation, and then, yes, uh, Rashad Penny absolutely becomes a part of that conversation. Every time he's been given the opportunity and been healthy, he has been a top-tier fantasy producer, which is nuts. We just haven't had the uh the the plentiful uh chances that you would have liked but yeah, i mean yeah. could that be a opportunity then to buy rashad penny if sure. you know he's got a, i'm i'm kind of interested rb 39 39 we'll have to have a
0: discussion a, a longer discussion on rashad penny over the next couple of weeks once we kind of see how the seattle things shakes out it also kate wouldn't surprise me at all wouldn't surprise me at all if the Seahawks use one of their two second round picks on like a Brees Hall or a Kenneth Walker, right? And just kind of completely, uh just, you know, screwed over dynasty managers and people that have already done some redraft leagues uh, picking uh, Rashad Penny High. This is a very fluid situation. I think we should maybe wait this one out before you do anything drastic.
1: I think that's fair. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We, check us out on YouTube, Locked On Dynasty over there. You can follow Kate on Twitter, at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.